happen. So we understand in this day and age that there's a lot going on with the Me Too movement. There's a lot that's going on. Um, there's a lot of things that were done in the church, a lot of sexual, questionable sexual integrity things that were done in the church and world that are now coming to the forefront because people have had enough, people are now speaking out and things like that. And we wanna make sure that as the body of Christ, that we're teaching men, you know what, how to zip it up, how to keep it to yourself until you marry that woman that God has for you. Somebody say amen to that. So put that objective up again one more time. You know, we said that we want to equip you and equip your spiritual spidey senses on how to decipher, how to detach and dismantle the attacks that are designed to compromise your sexual integrity. We want to teach you today how to decipher it, you know, what to be on the lookout for, what to be out on the lookout for so you understand what's going on. We want you to also know how to detach yourself from it. So once you recognize, okay, this move right here or this person right here or this instance right here is trying to get me to fall off of the sexual integrity that I've committed to God. So I'm going to detach myself from the situation. And then we also want to finally teach you how to dismantle it. Once you understand what's going on, once you detach yourself from it, you, we want you to be able to dismantle that weapon that was formed against you to cause you to fall and slip in your sexual integrity. Somebody say amen to that. So the title that I have for today is the W4s of sexual integrity. The W4s of sexual integrity. Now, when we think about W4s, we think about, you know, um, paperwork that we fill out for jobs and stuff like that, when it talks about how many dependents you're going to claim and stuff like that. But today, that's not the W4s I'm talking about. Today, I'm talking about the who, what, when, and where principles of sexual integrity. The who, the what, when, and where principles of sexual integrity. Now, where, where did I get this from? Now, because when I was in elementary school growing up, my English teacher, she would teach us how to break down a story by unpacking the four W's, you know, who, what, when, and where. Who, who's the story talking about? Who is um, this story referring to? It also talks about what, you know, what is going on in the story? What's the purpose? What's the end game of this story? When, you know, when are all the actions of the story taking place? When are the things that are supposed to happen going to happen? And then finally, where? Where is everything in the story that's taking place and things like that? Where are we headed once we do whatever that's going on in the story? And for our last couple of MOD sessions, we've really been hitting the nail on the head when it comes to men and their sexual integrity. And we haven't been holding back any punches. You know, we've been getting down in the nit and gritty about the things about sexual integrity because we have to do those things. We have to give you the raw, unadulterated truth. So when you're faced with these type of situations, when you're faced with these type of principles and these type of attacks, you know how to properly respond. Because what we don't want, here's what we don't want. We don't want to come in here in church on Sunday and catch the spirit and just fall out and have a good emotional time. But then when you go out there, you have no principles that you can apply to your life. You know, because as men, you know, Pastor David has said this before, you know, as men, we're, we're not we're not just supposed to be bringing home the check. That's that's not that's not just the full spectrum of what we're supposed to do as men. No, we're supposed to be kings and priests of our households. You know, it's not just supposed to be mom going to church and mom, the prayer warrior and stuff like that. But dad should have a prayer life as well. Dad should be able to get a prayer through to heaven. You know, when dad calls heaven and has a request, the heavenly ID shouldn't say unknown caller. 
You know, usually when you when you call somebody and you don't call them that often, it usually says on a caller ID, unknown caller. But when a father calls heaven or a head of a household calls heaven, heaven should be able to say, oh, yeah, I know who that man is. That man intercedes for his children. That man teaches his children, and his family, biblical principle. That man is leading his family in the way of righteousness. So as a man and as men of destiny in particular, we're supposed to have sexual integrity. And we're supposed to, you say, you know what? We're supposed to be able to say, you know what? Yep, um, my dad slipped up. My uncle did this. They did this, that, and the other. But I'm not going to continue in that path. I'm going to cut myself from a different cloth. I'm going to look at the good things that they did and learn how to build on that. But I'm also going to look at the bad things that they did and say, you know what? Here's where they went wrong. And here's how I can fix that so I don't have to fall through and go through that same hurdle that they did. Somebody say amen to that. So the definition that we have um, for a man of destiny, a man of destiny is a man who commits to sexual integrity, walks in total commitment to a biblical value system in public and private forums in sexual contact and relationships with men, women and children. And the thing is, we have to say um, we have to say women, men and children, because now we're living in a day and age where. It's no longer just um, sexual misconduct with men doing stuff to women, but it's men doing things with men. And we're also seeing a growth in um, children who have been molested and children who have been um, raped and abused sexually by, by, by men and women. But since this is men and destiny, we're going to deal with the men today. So a man of destiny means that, you know, I have some biblical principles in my life that I follow so that I'm not going to fall into those type of situations. I'm not going to fall into those type of situations where my sexual integrity can be questioned. I'm not going to fall in those type of situations where people hear my name automatically a sour taste comes in their mouth. But I'm going to build my life. So when people hear that, hear my name, then you know what? They're going to hear that. Oh, yeah. He got his stuff in order. He got all his ducks in a row. You don't have to worry about him because he already has a system in his life set up to where he's not even going to allow himself to fall into misconduct. Somebody say amen to that. So let's go to a scripture that we have for today. Scriptures we have for today. We're going to read Proverbs chapter seven. We're going to read down from verse six all the way down to verse twenty seven. And I got it in the easy read version so everyone can be able to understand um, what this proverb is saying to us. And it says, one day I was looking out my window and some foolish teenagers and noticed one who had no sense at all. He was walking through the marketplace and came to the corner where a certain woman lived. He then turned up the road that goes by her house. The day was ending. The sun had set and it was almost dark. Suddenly, there she was in front of him, dressed like a prostitute. She had plans for him. She had plans for him. She was, she was a wild and rebellious woman who would not stay at home. She walked the streets, always looking for someone to trap. And she grabbed the young man and kissed him without shame. She looked him in the eye and said, I offered a fellowship offering today. I gave what I promised to give, and I still have plenty of food left. So I came out to find you and here you are. I have cleaned my sheets on my bed, special ones from Egypt. My bed smells wonderful with myrrh, um, aloes and cinnamon. Come, let's enjoy ourselves all night. We can make love until dawn. My husband has gone on a business trip. 
He took enough money for a long trip and won't be home for weeks. This is what the woman said to tempt the young man, and her smooth words tricked him. He followed her like a bull being led to the slaughter. He was like a deer walking into a trap, where a hunter waits to shoot an arrow through its heart. The boy was like a bird flying into a net, never seeing the danger he was in. Now, sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Don't let your heart lead you to an evil woman like that. Don't go where she wants you to lead you. She has brought down some of the most powerful men. She has left many dead bodies in her path, and her house is the place of death. The road of it leads straight to the grave. Somebody say amen to that. So we're talking about sexual integrity, and we, we, we see from this story about this young man, this foolish man, who got caught by the smooth words of this woman who claimed she had been waiting for him, but she was really just waiting for any man who was going to give her some attention. He fell into her trap, and it said, the Bible says that we just read that he was like a bull led to the slaughter. He was like a deer led to the trap. And that being with her, being with her was like going straight to death because it said her house is the place of death and the road of it leads straight to the grave. So the question is that we that I that I got from this text is that how do I prevent myself from becoming like this foolish man? How do I prevent myself from falling into the same snares, from falling into the same traps that he did? Well, this are just a couple of things that I came up with. Just a couple of takeaways that I got from this text. One of the things, one of the things that I got is that you know what? I need to read the book of Proverbs, and I, I need to read it in a way that I can understand it. You know, that's why um, I could have read this this text in um, the New King James Version, the King James Version, Amplified Version. I could have read it in any version, but when I read this chapter, when I read this scripture, that body of scripture, all like years ago and things like that, I couldn't understand it in the King James Version. All of these and the thousands, even though I've been a church boy all my life, it just kind of threw me off. And I was like, OK, I just need some regular plain 21st century English. So I read it in the easy read version and it made sense to me. So one of the ways I learned not how to be the foolish man is that the foolish man that we just read is that I read the book of Proverbs because the book of Proverbs, you know, it forewarns the type of women that will come to challenge your sexual integrity. And now to so all the sisters who are watching and things like that, listen, all sisters ain't like this. All women are not like this at all. We're dealing with the women who are like this, okay? All right, all right. Just want to make sure because I didn't want anybody saying, Minister John, I was talking about them today. So I have to read, one of the things that I got away is that I need to read the book of Proverbs because if you read the book of Proverbs, you know, it kind of gives you a map of the different type of attacks that you're going to face from certain women. And because we said that today, we want to equip your spiritual spidey senses on how to decipher attacks on your sexual integrity, when I read the book of Proverbs and see what it says and I see the different types of ways that I'm going to be attacked, if I understand that word and I meditate on those words, when those attacks come, my spidey senses will begin to ring and I'll, I will already know that, uh, uh, this ain't it. This ain't it. And I need to run, not walk in the other direction. And because I read, I started reading the book of Proverbs and reading it in translations that kind of made sense to me and made it easy for me to understand, here are just a couple of takeaways that I just personally got from it. You know, one of the, takes, one of the takeaways is that I believe it was Proverbs chapter three where I was reading and I, and I wrote this down. I was like, I saw a picture of a beautiful woman holding long life in her right hand and wealth and honor in her left. Then I saw a loosely dressed girl with nothing to offer 
but a one-night stand that leads me to a dreadful life. Now, it don't, it don't say it like that in the King James Version, but when I read it in the Easy Read Version or whatever multiple different versions that I read it in, that's what I got out of that context. I understood that, you know what, there's going to be women in my life, there's going to be women who I see, you know what, they have long life in their hand and they have wealth and honor in their hand, but then there's also going to be women who are loosely dressed with nothing to, with nothing to offer me but a one-night stand. And I had to, and now I have a discernment for where, when I, when I see different things in life, when I see different women in life, I can kind of understand, I'm like, okay, this one, this, this one, this, 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 the one that ain't got nothing to offer, or this one has something to offer. As I began to go through middle school, as I began to go through high school, as I began to go through college, because I read the book of Proverbs and I read the things that it spoke on sexual integrity and the warnings that I need to know as a young man, there were certain things I was able to decipher detach and dismantle out of my life because I listened to the word of God and because I meditated and allowed that proverb to get in my life. Somebody say amen to that. So that was just one. Another takeaway that I got um, from the book of Proverbs on my study of sexual um, integrity is that as a successful young black men, women will try to smooth talk you so they can slide in, but they only bring regrets to the table. She herself has missed out on an abundant life and she doesn't even know her and she doesn't even know it. So don't follow her because she herself doesn't know where she's headed. I understood that, you know what? My name is John Davis. I'm a black man from the city of Flint, Michigan. I have no records. I have no baby mama drama. I don't, I don't have any of that. I, I'm, I'm in college. I have a job. I have my own wheels. I know what I want to do in life. I'm a CEO of John MB Davis LLC and JMB, JMBD Ministries and things like that and other corporations and business. I knew that, Lord, I need you to show me something and give me some wisdom because one day there are going to be women who try to smooth talk their way in my life. And because they may look good or because they may sound good, I may not be able to discern, is it really good for me or not? So I need you to teach me what to be on the lookout for. And when I read the book of Proverbs, the Lord showed me that, you know what? There's going to be some women who try to smooth talk you and get in your way and try to, and try to have you come like, come on, John, let's go this way. Let's, let's go that way. Let's go left. Let's go right. But that woman herself doesn't even know that she's missed out on the abundant life because her prior, her own priorities aren't even straight. So you can learn a lot from somebody if you just ask them, okay, what is your priorities? What are, what are your goals in life? What do, what do you want to do in life? And if the first thing that come out their mouth is, uh, they ain't ready. Like, all right, all right, all right. You, 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 you need some time. Obviously, I, I tripped you up on a, on a question that you didn't have the answer for. So I'm going to let that one marinate on your mind for a minute. You stay there and I'm going to stay over here and mind my business. That's one of the things I learned from Proverbs. That's, that's, that's one of the ways that the Lord has helped me to keep my sexual integrity up on the up and up all these years is because he taught me that, you know what, some people are going to try to smooth talk you. But it's because they don't even know that they're headed to a ditch themselves and they try to get you to tag along not knowing where they're even about to go. Somebody say amen to that. Another thing that the Lord, um, a thing from Proverbs that the Lord taught me is that, you know what? A woman who sells her love can be bought off the dollar menu, but sleeping with her will cost you everything. Now, 
see, I, I said this to somebody. It's like, dang, that's kind of harsh. I said, that's that's just the way the Lord revealed it to me. A woman who will sell her love, she can be bought off the dollar million, which means anybody can have a anybody can have a crack at her. As long as you show her some attention, as long as you do this, that, and the other, you already bought her. But that's not the type of woman that you want. Because sleeping with her, although her love only costs a dollar, if you sleep with her, it will cost you everything. Because sleeping with someone is not just a it's not just like a, a physical um, thing. It's, it's a mental thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a spiritual thing. So we have to be careful. Like, you know what? We, we, we live in this era where, you know, it's, it's okay to say, you know what? It was love at first sight. But most of the time, it's really just lust at first sight. You know, it was a it's, 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 a, it's a it's a hot girl summer. It's a city boy summer and stuff like that. You know what? It's summer. People wearing less clothing. People wearing this. People wearing that. It really wasn't love at first sight. You just look good. So we have to be able to discern, like, you know what? OK, am I really in love with this person? Is this really the person that God is allowing my path to intersect with? Or is this just somebody who look good on the side of the road? We have to ask these questions because sexual integrity is pleasing unto God. Holy living is pleasing unto God. Now, that's a, that's another thing. I'm, I'm gonna go off script a little bit. When it comes to holiness, we we have we we have a we have a we've been misinformed on what holiness is. You know, we've been taught that holiness is women gotta wear jean skirts that go all the way down to their feet. That you can't wear no makeup. That you that you can't wear realistic. If it's kind of funny that when we talk about holiness, there's only rules that apply to women and not men. But true holiness is living a lifestyle that's based on God's word. And being a living sacrifice to him. Not saying that, you no, know, I can't have fun, that I can't go do this and I can't do that. But there are some places and there's some things that I just don't do. And sexual integrity is a element of holy living. And it is pleasing unto God. I honor God when my sexual integrity stands tall. I honor God. When I keep it in my zipper, that's just how I heard. I just heard the Holy Spirit say, I honor God when I keep it in my zipper before it's time. Somebody say amen to that. So and there's there's a there's a there's some multiple other things that the Lord showed me in the book of Proverbs. But another thing was, you know, watch out for women who are always looking to party. Now, if you know me, you know I am a introvert to the bone. I, you know what? I will go. I will go talk to people. I'll chill with you and stuff like that for good for a good two to three hours. But then after that, you won't see me because I'm gonna disappear because I need to go recharge my social battery because I just don't. Some people just can keep on running and running and talking and talking and talking. I can't do that. I, I wasn't built like that. I ain't mad at people who are, but I just know I'm not built like that. But one of the things that the Lord showed me in the scriptures is that, you know what, be careful for the women who are always looking out to go out and party and not just party, but go out to the party and do foolish things. Go out, going out, just wanting to, I just, I just, I just need to smoke. I just, I just, I just need a drink. I just need this. I, I just need that. No, what you need to do is sit down somewhere. 
Now, you can go out and have fun and stuff like that, but at some point, you have to ask yourself, okay, what are my priorities? If I got work in the morning at 8 a.m., ain't no sense in me going to a party that I know I'm not going to get home from until 6 a.m. Does that, does that make sense? See, so we have to understand that, you know what? There are certain people that you need to watch out for. And now this principle works for men and women as well. Women, be on the lookout for men. All they want to do is just go out and party and all they want to do out do is just drink and stuff like that. And all they just want to, they, they, they're not working towards their future. They're just too worried about living in the moment. Now you need to live in the moment, but you also need to live in preparation for your future as well. You don't want to be too focused on one or the other, too focused on the future that you miss what God is doing right now. But you don't want to just blow everything away right now and not focus on, OK, there's a place I'm trying to take you. But the, in the, on the route that you're going right now, if you keep keep this up, you will never get there. These are now these, these sounds like very simplistic things, but this is how you keep your sexual integrity intact. This is how you keep your name clean. There are some people who have been ran out of the city that they were raised in because their sexual integrity is. <laughs> there are certain places people can't go because their name and their and the, their name has just gotten out there. And it's, it's, it's not a good name. It's a. Uh, uh, uh. Like you say, you say that person name and people just. If you say somebody's name and somebody just jumped back, then you know they, their, their reputation has preceded them. But in order for your reputation to precede you in a good way, and the way we're talking about today, your sexual integrity needs to be aligned with God. And it needs to be intact. Somebody say amen to that. And you also, one of the things I learned from Proverbs is that we also, as men, you know, when it comes to keeping our sexual integrity clean, we also need to be we need to watch out for well-planned traps. What I mean by a well-planned trap? You know, sometimes it'll seem like, you know what, man, it just seems like the stars were aligned, that, that this door just, and this door and this opportunity just opened for me and this woman and, and this, that, and the other. And then, like, that, the stars didn't align that. She planned for that trap. You know, it always... You ever see, one of the things, I, I used to love watching Tom and Jerry. One of the things that Tom would do in a couple of episodes, and you see it in TV all the time now, they'll put like one piece of cheese down, or one piece, another piece of cheese down, and another piece of cheese down. And, and, and the person is just so gullible, like, man, look, God just providing, God just providing. Next thing you know, they get to that last piece and like a box go over their head or, or a cage catch. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So you have to, we had to be on the lookout for, for well-planned traps. Because people, people nowadays will try to trap you into demolishing your sexual integrity. And then the final point that I got from Proverbs on how to keep your sexual integrity clean is that, and this may, some, some people may get this, some people may know who I'm talking about, some may not, but if she start begging like, keep sweat, you need to run. Anybody know Keith Sweat? No, Keith Sweat, that boy can beg himself through a song. If she start begging, like, please come be with me. Please hang out with me. Please do this. Please do that. Please just lay with me. Please. We don't even have to have sex. We can just sleep in the same bed and stuff like that. Please just do that. No, no, no. You need to run, not walk in the other direction. 
because that is a trap. Somebody say amen to that. So that was just one of the things on how do I prevent myself from becoming the foolish man. Another thing is that, you know, the second thing is, you, you know what, we don't want to, don't look at this text and neglect the fact and neglect the fact that the foolish man failed in several areas before he even slept with this woman. Because if you look back to verse six, it says, you know what, um, one day I was looking out the window and I saw some foolish teenagers and noticed one who had no sense at all. It said he was walking through the marketplace and had came to the corner where a certain woman lived. So he knew where that certain woman lived, and yet he still went and turned up the road that was by her house. The day was ending, the sun had set, and it was almost dark. So this tells me that, you know what? It says that he was a foolish teenager, that they were, they were foolish teenagers, and he was the most foolish one of all. So that means to tell me that his accountability, that his circle, that the company that he was keeping wasn't even keeping him in check. So you, you, we, we can't look at this text and just blame the woman. Although the woman, you know what? She was ready. She, she was waiting for him. She was, she was ready for him. She was trying to see whoever she could lock her claws into. But he made some bad several decisions leading up to that that had nothing to do with her. He didn't have some things in order that led him down that road that caused him to fall into that, into that land of sexual immorality. Because the thing is, nowadays, when it comes to sexual integrity, oftentimes in the church, we will turn into the modern day religious leaders of Jesus time. Because when they found the, the man and the woman in the act of adultery, they dragged the woman out to be stoned. But the man who was either a religious leader or at least connected with them, he was nowhere to be found in scripture. That's why when it comes to sexual integrity, yep, you, you got to watch out for the adulterous woman and stuff like that. You got you to gotta, you gotta watch out for this woman and this type of woman and stuff like that. But you got to watch out for the men too. Because sometimes we our sexual integrity falls because of the dumb stuff that we have done. And the dumb stuff that we have allowed. But we just want to do like the church and blame the woman. And then we'll have the woman come up here and have to have her confess her sins in front of everybody. Like we some Catholic priests and we just got a confessional booth. But the man can still keep his leadership of authority. He can still be preaching. He can still be leading the praise and worship team. He can still be doing all that. But the girl that who he was having sex with, because, you know, it takes two to tango. The girl who he was with has been banished and cast out the church. We wonder why people have an issue with trusting the church. For some reason, we think that this is a man's game, that this is a man's playing field. When in reality, it's not. It's not about your gender. It's about the spirit and the grace that's on your life. If you're a woman, now I'm going off, I'm going off another tangent, a tangent again, but if you're a woman and God has birthed in you the anointing and the grace for pastoring, then you do need to pastor. Despite what people are going to say because you are a woman. There is no male nor female in Christ Jesus. See, people want, people, people want to know why I'm so passionate about this. This church, Destiny Generation, formerly New Generation Holiness in the Church, was started by Apostle Ruby Johnson, a woman, 
of God. And I've seen her preach, prophesy, cast out devils. Um, God has used her to help people with financial miracles in their churches, becoming debt free and stuff like that. I've seen all that from her. So you can't tell me that God can't use women to preach the gospel. You can't tell me that. Been there, done that, baby, bye. So we, but we have to understand that, you know what, when it comes to sexual integrity, we always are so quick to blame the woman and not the man. And back in that day with the religious leaders, when they caught the woman and the man in the act of adultery, you know what? He couldn't have been doing anything about himself doing anything by himself because they didn't have that type of technology back then, if you know what I'm saying. It had to be a man and a woman. It couldn't just be him by himself at that time. So we have to be, we, we can't be so quick to say, you know what, or this, we don't, see, we don't want to be like Adam. Although it wasn't a sexual integrity issue, when Adam and Eve got in trouble, the first thing he did was blame Eve and say, it was this woman that you gave me. It was this, but a couple of verses ago, this was bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This, this, this is my baby. This is my girl. She all that. This is Mrs. Adam. Like, come on now. But then as soon as you get caught up with something because you didn't stand up as the man and do what God told you to do, you want to say it's her fault. No, no, no. God dealt with Eve, but then he said, Adam, I got to deal with you, bro, because I gave you the instruction before she even got here. The thing that we have to understand about sexual integrity, that when we stand before God, we're going to have to give an account for everything, for, for everything that we knew. We're, we're going to have to give an account for the information and the revelation that was made available to us. So you can't say, God, I didn't know how to stay away from sexual integrity when there's a whole book that discusses it. You got Proverbs chapter seven. You got Proverbs chapter six. You got Proverbs chapter five. You got many other books in the, in the Old Testament. You got many other books in the New Testament. You can't sit here and say that you didn't know. Now, if you're saying that you knew and you neglected the information, then that's one thing. But to say that you did not know is not a valid excuse. So how do I... How, how do I prevent myself from becoming a foolish man? I read the book of Proverbs and, and sees what God has to say. And I can go to other books too, but specifically go to the book of Proverbs and be like, okay, Lord, I see what you're saying in here. I see that principle and I'm going to apply that principle to my life. I'll be on the lookout for that. And then I also have to understand that, you know what? Sexual um, immorality is not it's not the woman's fault. It can be the man's fault as well. I have to understand that I have to keep myself in order and keep myself and keep my urges in check. If I need to call one of my brothers or, my, or one of my fathers late in the midnight hour, if I need to go take a cold shower, I need to do what I need to do. Because I'm held as I'm, I'm held responsible for my sexual integrity. So when we, we, I gave you the title for the message today, the W4s of sexual integrity. And we talked about the, the four W's were who, what, when, and where. So this third point on how to prevent yourself from becoming the foolish man, you got to ask yourself those four questions, those four W's. 
Who is this woman? What does she want? When is this plan going to be executed? And where did she come from? Where is she trying to take me? And where is this road, where is this road leading me? See, I our, my objective today is, is to equip you, is to equip your spiritual spidey senses on how to decipher, how to detach, and how to dismantle the attacks that are going to come against, that, that are going to try to come against your sexual integrity. You need to understand who is this woman? Who is this woman? What does she want from me? What is she expecting me to do? When, when, after I find out what she wants me to do, when does she think all this is going to take place? When, 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 when is this plan supposed to go to action? And where, after we, after I know who, after I know what, after I know when, where is this role leading me? Where is this going to take me? Is this going to keep me on the destiny path, on the destiny path that God has for my life? Or is it going to deter me from the path? Once I understand those four W's, those four W4s, my spiritual spidey senses, as I spend time in the word of God, when one of those things are off, my spidey senses are going to go off and I'm going to be like, uh-uh, this ain't it. I have to be able to understand and be aware and to recognize, okay, this is not of God. This can challenge my sexual integrity. This can put my name through the dirt. This can ruin and alter my character. I have to be able to understand what's going on. You know, Jesus said, you are a fool. The Bible says you are a fool if you, do, if you cannot understand the times, if you cannot discern the times. You are a fool if you can't discern when someone is trying to attack your sexual integrity or not, or when an attack is coming on your sexual integrity. You have to be able to decipher and realize what's going on and be able to make the right movements in that moment so you don't cause yourself any sexual immorality in your life. Because we're in a day and age now, you know what? There are, there are churches who men have done some wrong sexual things and the church, instead of, you know, praying for the person and let the Lord forgive them, but also taking some legal action as well. Instead of doing that, we'll sweep it. Churches have swept it under rug and paid people to keep their mouth shut. Instead of doing the right thing, doing the God thing, we did what we, we, we decided we wanted to protect our denomination. We decided we wanted to protect our church. So we ain't going to let this stain be on here. We just going to, we're going to make you sign a non-disclosure agreement stating that you won't say anything and we're going to give you some money so you would shut up. We don't, we do not need to raise another generation of men and women like that. We need to raise people up in this day and age who have sexual integrity, who are going to stand and say, you know what? My life is not my own. To him, I belong. Not you, boo. Him. I have to be able to say no. Yes, you're going to have urges. Yes, she's going to be looking good. Yes, 
um, if you're a woman, yes, he gonna be looking good, stuff like that. But you, your your sexual integrity and your commitment to God is bigger than that feeling that you feel right now. Somebody say amen to that. So, and I'm closing right here. The use of the of the W fours, the who, what, when, and where of sexual integrity. The use of those and meditating on God's words on what to be on the lookout for, it will heighten your spiritual spidey senses. So you, so when your sexual integrity is challenged, you can decipher what's truly going on. Detach yourself from it and dismantle the weapon that was formed against you to try to hurt you. 